What's up, everyone, and welcome to the School District Podcast. My name is Adam. Welcome. This is my podcast. I'm the host, and I really hope you enjoy all the conversations I have with educators all over the world. We talk about the pain points and really lessons learned in education so we can all simply be better for kids and the colleagues we work with. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and share your favorite conversations with colleagues or anyone you think would enjoy. Today's episode is brought to you by me. (laughs) I'm the sponsor. The best way to support the podcast is pick up one of my books, Kids Deserve It, Run Like a Pirate, Empower Our Girls or Teachers Deserve It. They are all available on Amazon and as you can imagine, wherever books are sold and Kids Deserve It is also on Audible as an audio book. And if your organization, your school, your district, your conference company is having an event and looking for a high energy, relevant, relatable, fun, down to earth speaker, and I think I just keep it real and I really connect with the audience, reach out directly so we can talk about your event. This is what I do full time, used to be a teacher, assistant principal, principal, director of innovation. And now I just, uh, I'm a teacher with different students and they are all over the country. I've given well over 300 keynotes all across North America with breakout sessions, coaching, leadership, you name it. I've done it and I would love to work with you. I think I'll have been like in almost 25 states in 2022 alone. Uh, coming up later this year, I got Montana, California, Pennsylvania, Alaska, Louisiana, and Maine, and some others that I'm working on. So reach out so we can talk about your event. Also, you know, summer 2023, I'm already booking. I had to turn down over 20 different events uh, for this last August just because I was already booked. So the sooner you reach out and plan, the better. So reach out, Adam, welcome at gmail.com or mradamwelcome.com for more information about speaking and also my other podcasts and blog. All right, my guest for today is Selma Hussein, who is a principal in Minnesota, also a Bush fellow. And uh, I went back and listened to this episode a few times, and I was taking down so many notes from Selma, just, uh, just such wisdom for a first year principal and i just love the uh love the approach that um she takes to leadership and just uh just people and kind of like taking care of things at her school uh do yourself a favor go follow her on twitter at inspire the youth i'm gonna link it in the show notes as well so hope you have my hope you enjoy the conversation with salama hussein and uh thanks for being here Salama Hussein, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. Super excited to have you on. Everybody go to Twitter and right right now and make sure you are following at Inspire the Youth. I love that Twitter handle. Mine is my name and you are being <laughs> so uh, just to the point of Inspire the Youth. Uh, I absolutely love it. Elementary principal, Bush fellow, first generation, and you're also getting your doctorate. Oh my goodness. I'm throwing you so much credit on that. I have so many friends that have gotten or getting their doctorate and um just uh, just kudos to you. But Salma, uh, the people out there that don't know who you are, introduce yourself. Give us a little background um, just to get started. Thank you so much, Adam. Uh, as you mentioned, my name is Salma Hussain. 
I am a proud mother to two little babies, uh, Adnan, who is six, and Sophia, who is four. I love my babies and they help me be the leader that I am. Currently, I am a elementary school principal. I've been in my role for about six weeks now, so I'm brand new. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and this is my first principalship. Um, however, though, in Minnesota and the land of Twitter, I've been able to meet a lot of incredible folks like Principal Ashley Farrington and QNL, who have been doing the principalship a long time and who have mentored me and provided me the guidance that I need. Um, I love young people. As you mentioned, Adam, uh, in 2009, when I joined Twitter, I made my handle inspire the youth. And now I get to live out that dream and that passion every day through being a school administrator. I came to America in 96 from Mogadishu, Somalia. And Somalia had experienced the civil war, which led my family to seek a new home. And we have found that new home to be Minnesota, where we, I learned English, um, went through the public school education system. And now I have the privilege of impact and change in K-12 education by being a role model. And I'd like to remind myself that I have now become Adam, the leader and role model that I sought out as a young person going through the education system in Minnesota. Well, that is just one of the best introductions that I've ever heard on this podcast. Oh my gosh, there's so much to unpack there. First off, shout out to Ashley and QNL, both people that have been on the podcast. Ashley is my boy. He is definitely a good friend of mine. And did you know that he is very slowly starting a podcast? Ashley, if you're listening, we're still waiting. For that first episode, Ashley um, is going to be starting a podcast, he says. So you are brand new, which I think is so fun. Um, but I want to know, what advice do you have for people that are looking to get into school administration? I mean, you've obviously just recently gone through the whole interview process and just kind of prepping and getting ready. And that's a question that I get from people all the time. I want to get into admin. What's your best advice? So Salama, what is your best advice for people? My best advice is to be yourself. So Adam, uh, prior to becoming the principal at Gideon Pond, I was a high school assistant principal. And I remember uh, seeing the opportunity that I currently hold. And I actually had a friend who I wanted to apply for this position. One of my best strengths is getting to know folks, figuring out what their passions are and connecting them to those passions. And this friend of mine had shared with me that he wanted to be an elementary school principal. And I remember seeing this opportunity and just thinking of him instantly and connecting him to the right people. And the universe had a different plan. Um, and <laughs> I decided to just give it a try, just knowing that I love children and I love all children. And also having the experience to work at the high school I saw the opportunity that I could have in shaping the identity and the positive development of young people at an earlier stage. So for those that are thinking about stepping into leadership, know that you are a leader already in your life and that you don't have to be Adam, you don't have to be Selma, you don't have to be Ashley, Cunell. you get to be yourself 
and you have to know why it is that you're seeking to be a leader. And I hope that primary to your reason is a passion for people, a love for people, both young people, the families, and the staff, and just having that growth mindset of always knowing that you will not know everything and that you have to be committed to always learning and growing and being vulnerable and being authentic. So spend time getting to know yourself, spend time getting to know your purpose and your passion and your reasons, and just know that once you have that down, you will be able to go into any space and people will be able to see your light and give you that opportunity to start your leadership journey. Um, oh my gosh, I think you just wrote the introduction to your book that you were going to write someday because um, that was just absolutely perfect. And I, I love how you just, you started off with, you know, I just, I want to inspire kids and, and I love kids. And I, just in the work that I do and all the work that I've done in public education, sometimes I question people's motives. Just like, do you like kids? And especially for administrators, I've been on the other side of the table, you know, many times interviewing people for administrative jobs, and they never even talk about kids in their interview and everybody listening, make sure that kids are at the forefront of obviously every decision you make, but how you think and how you approach the work and just like the books that you read and just everything that you do. I just think it's, I know it's so important. Also uh, fresh off of the text messages. I just texted Ashley. I said, Hey, mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm interviewing your friend, uh, Salama. And he, you know what she, he wrote back? He goes, she's dope. <laughs> so another yeah, shout out too. to Ashley. <laughs> Ashley's awesome. A, a, a technical term, um, dope. I love it. So, uh, how are you planning? Uh, just not as a brand new principal, just as a, as an educator in general, are you planning like 30 days at a time, 60 day plan, six month? Are, are you looking at the entire 180 days? Uh, that's another question I get a lot. People trying to just chunk out how they plan the school year. So how do you approach that? That's a really good question, Adam. I am very relational. So this um, concept of planning and strategically planning is something that I am doing a lot more of now as I step into the principalship. And the great thing about being a school leader is that you're walking into an infrastructure that already exists. I am very fortunate to have a building leadership team of six teachers. Um, and I was very vulnerable and honest with them that I was one of five administrators in my previous building. And now I'm the only administrator. And one of my teachers said, Salma, you went from having a team of five to now having a team of seven. So what I am doing here at Gideon Pond is really partnering with my teachers, looking at our school year calendar, determining dates for our staff meetings, uh, our um, PLC, giving teachers the opportunity to connect and plan together. Um, and then really just being responsive to what our building needs and knowing that we can plan and there is a likelihood that the plans will change. Just yesterday, I had a teacher who messaged me several times about a change in schedule. And being the leader, I know that it's important for me to be flexible and to work with my teachers in the ways that they need to be supported. Uh, so the way that I'm planning, we have a calendar for the entire school year. 
um, where we have all of the important dates of when staff meetings are happening, when different departments are meeting, when we're doing different testing. And then as the school year launches in two weeks, we will revisit our calendar on a weekly basis and make changes as necessary. But we have the big picture and we pride ourselves in being a very responsive team and making changes as they need to happen. Yeah, I love that. I love that mindset because we never know what is going to happen. You know, you have a six month plan and I mean, look at COVID and everything got changed or, you know, just whatever could happen. And um, it's having that framework and that outline. I love how you articulated that, but also just being light and tight and flexible enough. You know, I kind of think about that as like an as like a, a tech startup or any kind of startup brand new company. You have an outline of where you want to take your company and the kind of business that you want to run. But depending on the market and our market is kids and just education, you have to be able to kind of flow a little bit. Fast forward to the end of this upcoming school year. How will you define success at the end of the school year? That is a really good question. The way that I will um, assess success when it comes to students, of course, our students will learn. And I really want every single student to know and feel that they are supported and appreciated and seen and valued. And the same for my staff. I have a staff of 70 amazing adults who care about children. And my measure of success will be, do my staff know that I love them, that I see them, that I believe in them and that I have supported them throughout the year. Um, at the heart of my leadership, Adam, I want to facilitate love and strength-based systems transformation in K-12 education. And my responsibility is to make sure that what I am doing every day matches that intention. Uh, so I will definitely measure success by how connected our community is, how our students, are our students feeling that sense of belonging are they, do they know that we care about them? Do they know that um, we believe in their hopes and dreams every day? When I get a kiddo to come in to pick up school supplies, I ask them, auntie, what do you want to be when you grow up? And Adam, our kids just have the most brilliant imagination. One of them said, <laughs> build a roller coaster. And I'm like, that's awesome. Everything that we do at Gideon Pond will support you in making that dream of reality. So my measure of success will be relationships and how are people feeling? Do they feel connected and a sense of belonging to our community? And I know that learning will happen when those two things are met. Yeah, 100%. You can't get the learning until you have the environment, uh, both you know, physical and mental and social and emotional and relational um, to be able to get those outcomes. That's, uh, that's so very true. So I know you're only six weeks in, but what does your day look like as a principal kind of day in, day out? I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there with people. And second part of that question is how do you prepare for each day? Do you do it the morning of? Are you doing it the night before or like, you know, the afternoon before, before you get ready to leave the office? Also, I think this is an important question too, because being, being a mother, having kids, 
I see a lot of people just working, I think, too late, too much, too long, and not prioritizing that family. So how does kind of all that come together for you? That's a really good question. And Adam, if I'm being honest with you, there are times <laughs> where I do work too late and too often. And my kids look at me, especially during the time of COVID when I was working from home. I remember um, one day when my four-year-old daughter just said, Mommy, uh, close your computer and tell your boss no more work. I was like, whoa. <laughs> And just this week, Adam, my six-year-old son said, Mommy, are you going to work? And I told him yes. And he said, you know, go to work one day and don't go the next day. And, you know, I smiled and I said, that would be a dream. Uh, but thank you. So part of the way that I'm showing up at work and showing up for my kids is really knowing what my strengths are. I was at a different job, Adam, where my colleague was very task-oriented and I was very relational. So he and I would check in and he asked me one day, he said, Selma, how do you plan for your day? And I told him, you know, I show up to work and I am present and I do what needs to be done. And he just couldn't understand. He's like, whoa, that's just, so you don't have a plan. I'm like, that's the plan to show up. And, to <laughs> and Adam, I just took the um, strength finder and one of my top strengths is adaptability, which really speaks to just that mindset. And mm -hmm. now as the head principal, I know the value of not only being responsive and relational, but also being task oriented. So I'm working on having a balance of two and writing down what my to-do lists are, leaning on my secretary, leaning on my um, building leadership team, knowing that I cannot do everything and I don't want to do everything. My job as a leader, Adam, is to build a capacity and to build more leaders. And just knowing that the teachers are the experts, they have been in this building a lot longer than I have. And just because I have a positional um, title doesn't mean that everything has to come from me. So as I'm planning for workshop week next week, I have been very intentional in partnering with my teachers and asking them, where would you like to uh, be a part of? How would you like to lead? Because again, this is a co-creation and everybody has skills. Um, so the way that I plan really is to write things down. I've got a planner, I've got my phone, I've got the Google tasks um, and just being really kind to myself. If I do miss a deadline, knowing that it's okay, it's not the end of the world but also not putting things off. When emails come in from the district and they have certain asks, just making sure that I take care of that right then and right there. Because when the school day happens, you know, a lot of things um, uh, come into play and I may forget something, but if I'm sitting here and I get in that habit of just being, um, being intentional and just responding to things, it has really helped me. Um, so there is no typical day. My best day is the day where I get to interact with kids. When I hear kids coming in, I drop what I'm doing and I connect with them. And last week, this I like to tell stories, Adam. In the Somali culture, we are storytellers and I'm realizing that I love sharing stories. Um, last week I was in the building by myself and I had a family come in and they had a concern 
and I, being new to the district, I told his family, I don't have the answer, but what I do know is that the enrollment office probably has an answer for us. So let's all drive together. They drove their own car and I drove mine and we went to the people who had that information and we were able to support this family. And again, that's where my adaptability and just being flexible showed up. And when that incident happened, the family just said, we really just appreciated the way in which you honored our time and honored our you know, need for support. Uh, so for the folks that are listening, just know that you will have a lot of competing responsibilities and deadlines and always, always honor the humans, honor the staff that you're working with, honor the students that you're working for and honor the families and honor yourself. If you need to take a break, which you should, take that break, take care of yourself, and just know that you are important and rest is productive and you don't have to be busy to be productive. Uh, I think that last part is all of that. I, I need to go back and listen to that like three times and take extensive notes because that was like a master's class on just how to prepare and how to connect and how to listen to people. And uh, like you said, just because you're busy doesn't mean you are productive. And busy is also does not mean that you are making the impact that, that you need to be making. And I think too, just thinking about that and then thinking about my seven years as an elementary principal, you know, previously in kind of my, my former life, just thinking about what, what were the things that leaders, administrators do that really does have the impact. And I think a lot of people are misguided on what their to-do list is and actually what it should be in order to get the best outcome for their team, for their students and, and for their community. Salma, if you could choose one person alive or dead to spend the day with that's not a family member, who would it be and why? Oh my God, that's such a great question. I would definitely choose Dr. Brene Brown. Uh, Brene Brown is amazing. And I read all of her books and just her philosophy and energy and humanity is why I would spend time with her. And Brene Brown just being a multilingual individual and English being my second language. Brene Brown helped me understand the difference between shame and guilt. Guilt, I did something bad. And as human beings, we will all do some things that are bad. And when we do those things, it does not make us bad people. So understanding the difference between shame and guilt and just uh, Brene Brown invites us to be vulnerable, to be authentic, to be human. And all of those are things that I believe in and are foundational to my leadership. So I would definitely spend time with Brene Brown and I hope that she's listening to your podcast and, she <laughs> and invites me to hang out with her.
Well, you're you're not the only person because Brene Brown has been the most name dropped person on this podcast. You know, we haven't hung out in a while. Brene, I miss you. Give me a call. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, people people have name dropped her so much for actually like what you just said, wanting to hang out with her, but also all of the books that she has written and just the impact um, that she has made for so many people all over the all over the world. Uh, Selma, a big part of this podcast is amplifying the voices of my guests. So I'm just going to pass the microphone over to you to close us out. What would you like to say to all the people that listen to this podcast? Oh, my God, Adam. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And for those that are listening to this podcast, what I would say to you is just be yourself, um, be different, um, get to know yourself, um, be a kind person. I've got my four and six-year-old and they allow me to be a better human being, especially my four-year-old daughter who loves everybody. So please look out for people, be an includer. Um, just know that we can change the world and we are changing the world by being ourselves and being a healthy version of ourselves. Um, get to know people that are different than you, tell your story, own your story, and at the same time, as Brene would say, not everybody has earned the right to hear your story. So just know that you get to decide when and how and how much of your story you get to share. But Adam, I appreciate you. Thank you for this opportunity. I've enjoyed our conversation. Well, uh, I have enjoyed it as well, too. Thank you uh, for coming on at Inspire the Youth, uh, Salma Hussein. Make sure you follow and connect um, from Salma. I'm excited to continue to learn and grow from you. Everybody listening, thank you for all that you do. And I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day.